Welcome, everyone, to the Hillary Ramos Show, Matters for Mind, Body, and Spirit Talk Radio, dedicated to inspiring the human spirit and raising the collective vibration one show at a time. Hi, I'm Hillary Ramo, and thank you for joining me this hour. I look forward to a journey filled with inspiration, laughter, and love, and I hope to travel with you every week across the World Wide Web. So don't forget to join me here every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, just for a great time, good talk, and hopefully you'll learn something. To all of you out there listening, I want to hear from you, your stories, insights, aha moments, and feedback on the show. If you have a personal issue you would like to discuss with me, I am available for private sessions done by phone from anywhere in the world. You can find all of that information right here on my homepage on bvsradio.com or by visiting my website, hillaryramo.com. I would also like to take a moment to announce that registration for my Spring Equinox Initiation Tour to Egypt, March 19th through April 1st, is still open and there is still time left to register. So for more information, you can call 954-972-5891. Again, that number is 954-972-5891. Today is my first show in a series of new monthly shows I will be hosting here on BBS once a month. Anne Venino will be joining me and offering all of you live coaching right here on the air. We will be talking about what live coaching means and what exactly you will get in the next hour and what you will expect while having a live coaching session. Anne's business career includes management positions at the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency in Washington, D.C., and New York City's Department on Environmental Protection. As Assistant Commissioner of New York City's Hazardous Materials, emergency response team, she oversaw responses to over 600 chemical emergencies a year. The team was a national leader in emergency response in the 1980s during her tenure. Since 1988, Anne has worked in the private sector, including founding Williams & Benino Incorporated in 1991, where she helped Fortune 500 corporations and government agencies comply with government regulations and manage their environmental programs effectively. And in 1997, Anne began coaching full-time. Her current practice involves both coaching individuals and working with organizations as a coach and consultant. She is also the author of Leadership on Trial, Lessons from the Apprentice. You have all heard the word coach, coaching, but what does that mean? And what should someone expect when seeking out a coach? And how do you know it will be a good match? Anne will be talking about this with us today, and we will be taking your calls. So if you would like a free live coaching session right now, you may call in at 877-876-5227, and we will do a live coaching session right here on the air. So without further ado, welcome, Anne. Thank you so much. It's such an honor to have you here. I'm so excited. And one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on once a month is just because the, the work that you do, the experience that you've had. So I want to start right off because I'm hoping we'll get some calls in tonight. We have some questions. But I want to jump right into what are we going to be offering the listeners? What is live coaching? Live coaching is a brief coaching experience maybe just five minutes, maybe three minutes, maybe six minutes, with the goal of creating a shift or identifying an action to move forward in the caller's life. The caller would come to you and I, Hillary, 
and they would come with something they want to bring into their life, something that is holding them back, a feeling or a situation that they may want to change, or possibly something that they want to let go of that no longer serves them. And when we have a focal point, you and I can work with the caller and help either create a shift in their perception or identify a way that they can move forward, either a small step or a large step. And I started life coaching early in my career and found it to be a very, very powerful way both to demonstrate the value of coaching and also to help people move forward and begin to take the steps that they need to. Would you consider coaching uh, a healing session? That's one of the things I get asked often, too, is, you know, we hear the word coach a lot. And, and I think there's, there may be, just clarify perhaps what it means when some, I mean, you did a great job talking about what people will get when they call in for a live coaching session with mm-hmm. you and I. But at what point in people's lives do you, do you find most often they come to you for coaching? Usually people come to me for coaching at a point where they feel that there is something for them to do and the way forward is not that clear. Or they come for coaching when they have ignited a really strong passion or desire to do something and they want to up the momentum. If you want, Hillary, I could start um, by describing what coaching is and then we could talk a little bit about how that differs from healing. There's a lot of similarities, but there's also differences. Would you like me to do that? Oh, sure, yeah. I think everybody would love to hear that. Go ahead. The way that I describe coaching is this way. It's a powerful partnership of coach and client designed to enhance the client's ability to meet their goals and move forward towards their vision of a fulfilling life. And coaches are trained to assist people in optimizing their performance and deepening their satisfaction in life. That is really the space that coaches hold, and I'm sure that's the space that healers, and I know that you hold that space. And coaches help people move from potential to achieved reality. In your question as to when people come, sometimes they see the potential for something to happen, and they want a coach to help them achieve that reality. And the coach literally helps them achieve the results that they seek. And the coach usually conducts an initial session to get to know the client, to understand what their values are, and to identify what their vision is of a fulfilling life. And then together, the coach and client identify the steps they want to take to move forward. And usually, client and coach speak on a weekly basis. They discuss the client's progress and how they're going to move forward. Most coaches work holistically with clients, knowing that the client is neither wholly defined by by their occupation, relationship, or any other individual piece of their life. So coaches look at career money, health, physical environment, personal growth, romance, fun and recreation, friends and family. Some coaches specialize on specific areas and some look broadly just what do you want to create in your life. And when I started training very early on in the uh, mid-1990s, there were many psychologists and healers that were also in my classes. I came out of the business world with a desire to coach and to help people, and we had a lot of really interesting discussions of what the differences were. And I think the primary difference, and this is just my definition of it, is that within the coaching there is a very strong focus on action. We have to look at the being side of an individual, but we look very much at the doing. And I think in healing, you're looking for the same kind of movement 
that coaching achieves, and you can get to similar places, but you're delving a little bit deeper, and you may spend a little more time within the healing, and you're looking really for the root causes of things. A very simple, although not complete, distinction between healing and coaching would be that coaching looks at the what and healing looks at the why, but I don't think that's completely fair. It's a way to distinguish them, but both coaching and healing have the goal of creating movement, positive movement in people's lives. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely, and so everybody out there, if you're listening right now and you would like to call in, if you have an issue with something that you would like some assistance with, Moving forward, Ann Venino is here to do live coaching, and I do healing work, so you're getting the best of both worlds. The call-in number is 877-876-5227, and we will be doing these shows once a month. So if something comes up along the way and you would like to submit a question to me by email, you can certainly do so by going to my website or emailing me at hillary at hillaryremo.com. If, however, you would like a more in-depth personal session with Anne, you may schedule one by going to Anne's website, www.movingforward.net. The link to Anne's website is also posted on my homepage here at BBS Radio as well as on my website. You know, Anne, I think one of the most common things, well, we're waiting for, you know, for somebody to call in or perhaps we don't get any callers today. We can certainly talk about, you know, um, or even perhaps do a mock session or something if you feel comfortable with. But what would somebody expect? Because I think the, the live coaching, what I'd like to stress to listeners out there, is, is something that's done in a short period of time. So what should someone expect during a typical live coaching session with us on the air? Well, we can, we can create a scenario. Someone might come in to us, call into the show, and say, Ann and Hillary, I'm really having a hard time with my relationship with time, I'm finding that I need 48 hours in a day and I can't get things done. It's creating stress. I'm leaving things incomplete. I've got to find a way out of this. And we could speak to them. I think the first thing that both of us would do would be to ask a few questions just to get a sense of where they're coming from and what, what perceptions they have about time. And then we might switch the conversation over to either changing one of those perceptions, like someone may have a perception that says, I've got to do it all. I can't lose my job. They're asking me to do the job of two people, and I've got, I've got to do it. And we might go down that road and say, all right, let's look at that a little bit. Let's see what's possible. Or we might say, what would, be, what would one thing be that you could do that would relieve some of the stress that you're feeling about time? And would you make a commitment to do that? And that creates really wonderful conversations. So the caller brings us something that they want to shift or change in their life or an issue that they're dealing with. We ask some questions, get a sense of the energy of the situation, and then usually we end either in a perceptible shift or a commitment to take an action, and both of them are great. And what I found in my experience with life coaching is that the audience gains a lot by what by hearing someone else articulate what they're dealing with and seeing the process that that person goes through and usually their courage in either shifting their perception or committing to doing something. And sometimes in life coaching, you end up stuck. The person says, I really don't know where to go, but you've made some movement and usually we can find 
some place to go, even from that stuck place. And people find value in that as well, mostly as a mirror for their own lives. I think that's a great point, too, that you make, because oftentimes people might feel a little awkward about calling in with personal personal things and doing this kind of work in front of people, but the amount of help, somebody out there always has a similar situation or perhaps a similar question, and the help that that provides everybody is just unlimited. So it's just have the courage and step up to the plate and give Ann and I a call, or you can email me a question and we'll answer it on a future monthly show. And in the meantime, one of the reasons I'd like to tell all of my listeners out there, one of the reasons I'm bringing Ann on, as I stressed before, is because coaching, I, I look at coaching as a healing. I know that I work more as a healer, and Ann, you work more as a coach. <laughs> <But> <laughs> the healing aspect of the shift, that's one of the things I'd like to stress, is the shift that happens, whether you're going through a more in-depth healing, working with core issues, or you're working as a, with a coach in a more maybe immediate issue with moving something or it's a career or whatever it is, the shift is so important to feel and understand. And in all the work that's out there in the world right now and all the things I talk about on my show here on BBS as well as on Achieve Radio, when I interview people or bring people on, I do it very selectively. I take a look at their work. I take a look at their intent how they move out in the world, how they deal with their clients. And I'm very particular about the guests that I bring on my show for very good reason. And one of those reasons is to help to lift and shift a collective consciousness. And, how, and, and that shift, the word shift, bringing information out into the world, you know, talking to people about different concepts or different ideas that perhaps aren't mainstream yet, you know, bringing on that kind of focus for my show has been uh, a set thing that I've chosen to do on purpose just for that particular shift. And any time we experience a shift, and Anne, you can, I'm sure, validate this with your work, it begins an opening into another way. And one of the things I talk about in my new book, which I shared a couple weeks ago with everybody, was that getting to point A to point B. And as a healer, what I do is I work with people in finding the energetics between point A and point B and how they get there and what's stopping them from already living their dreams. And so maybe you can talk a little bit about this too, Anne. What is it that, you know, when, you, when your client comes to you and they're having difficulty shifting, what techniques do you use or do you find effective in helping facilitate that shift? On an overall on an overall basis with the coaching, what I'm really looking to do is create a space to focus on what the client wants their life to be, and that focus happens weekly most of the time in coaching. So the first thing is for a shift to occur, there has to usually be some focus. And the work that, that you do, Hillary, with the healing, there's a, there's a lot more energetic work, and sometimes those shifts can happen very quickly. And within coaching, the first thing that you're doing is creating the client's focus on what they want to do. And then with the coaching, sometimes you can help through the hard times, the more challenging times. And what you're doing is you're creating a space of motivation, support, and encouragement for that shift to occur. But you're still looking very much on the action because action fuels the coaching. And that's something that's very important, that each week 
the client is going out and making positive movement towards what they want. One of the tools that I use within that context is what we call in coaching asking powerful questions. That rather than rather than going in as a coach and saying, you know, I know what you need and I can see it, you ask a question that has the potential that if the client focuses on it to create that shift. And as we go forward, if I think of some powerful questions, I'll identify them. Like for that person that might find themselves dealing with time and feeling very stressed, you might say, well, tell me what would happen if one project that you're working on right now fell behind and you missed the deadline. What would happen? And sometimes you can help someone see that the consequences may not be as dire as they anticipate that it will be, and that's creating that kind of stress. Another tool that I use to create a shift is to help people come fully to the present moment and look at a situation with clear eyes, and I'm sure you use that a lot as well, Hillary, that just let's look at the reality of the situation. Let's look at what's in the present. Let's not go to the past. Let's not go to the future. Let's figure out where you are right now and start from there. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, one of the questions uh, that were submitted tonight was talked about is coaching a spiritual experience, and what do you think about that? I think... In an underlying manner, it is a spiritual experience. I think that life is a spiritual experience. But in the context of the question, if we're looking at it compared to what healing may be, I would say that it's less of a spiritual experience, but it has very spiritual underpinnings to it. Because for the coach to be able to do their work and for the client to be able to open themselves up to the work, there has to be an energetic and a spiritual focus. It, it could be through a person's faith, whatever that may be, whether it's organized religion or their own spirituality, because they're going to have to have the fuel to move forward. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point. And, you know, um, it's, it's how, if you don't mind me asking, I know a lot of your business background. How did you make the shift? I mean, how was it to work with large you know, the the places that you worked at, how was it for you to work with big response teams? And it was were you coaching on a, on a level there with those people? No, you know, what, you know what I was doing, and I can tell you how the transition occurred if you would like me to. I spent 21 years in the environmental health and safety field. So when I talked about that business background in my bio, I was I was delineating what my business experience was because my particular focus for coaching is on career coaching and career life balance, work-life balance. So I was showing, yes, I understand what's going on in the work world. And I worked in the environmental health and safety field. I worked at the Environmental Protection Agency in Washington, D.C. And then I worked for New York City's Department of Environmental Protection and for two years ran their hazmat team in the 1980s. And those were very early days. We responded, as you mentioned, to over 600 chemical emergencies a year. In many ways, I was already coaching them because I was managing groups and helping develop teams. But in 1995, I I had my own business with a partner. We were doing consulting to the government and the private sector on environmental health and safety issues. And my partner said to me that she was thinking of retiring early. And I started thinking about what I wanted to do. 
And I was at a completely unrelated workshop, and I met a woman who was training to be a coach, and that created a whole new world for me. And I took some training and within a year became a coach full-time. And when you become a coach, often you take your past experience and bring it into the coaching. So I began right away with working with individuals on their careers and working with organizations. And I'm working for a corporation right now, and I'm doing leadership coaching of their mid-level managers because the company is growing very quickly, and they want to develop the leadership skills of their managers that, so that the managers can come along with them in their in their growth. Mm-hmm. So does that make does that clarify? Oh, yeah, no, I think I Good. think it's you know well we're waiting if if we waiting for people to call in or you know I think it's just. People might be mulling around in their minds about what they might <laughs> want to talk to us about. Again, if you would like to call in for a free live coaching session with Ann and I, that number to call is 877-876-5227. We are taking calls. And if you have a particular thing you would like to talk about with us, it doesn't have to be, it can be anything really, right, Ann? It really doesn't have yes. to be anything. It, it can be, be at any level any particular part of your life that you'd like to get some suggestion on how to move forward, we are certainly here for you. If you would like a more in-depth personal and private session with Anne, all of her information is at her website, movingforward.net. You know, Anne, one of the things that I have found in my work is that when you're working with people one-on-one, it's a lot different than working with people in groups, obviously. And the reason I asked you to talk about that a little bit was because it seems like it was almost like your own transitional phase there when you switched from such a corporate setting into coaching. Did you feel that perhaps the advice you give to your clients was at work for yourself at that point? Oh, there's no question that I was coaching on the issues that I most needed to learn about and my clients helped me and there was a synergy and certainly my skills as a coach were brought in to create that space and use skills for people to move forward but I found myself often discussing with my clients issues I was dealing with myself and it really helped me. I kept a detachment in the sense that that space was created for my client. It wasn't about me but I learned so much from each session that I can bring into my own life. And I, I think there was a real synchronicity in a lot of my coaching over the years that I was looking at issues that pertained very deeply to my own life. Have you found that, Hillary? I have found that. In fact, you know, it's always an amazing miracle when I'm working with one of my clients. Now, I, I do a whole different set of things, you know. I do body work and I work with energy centers and I do a combination of intuitive counseling uh, along with body work if somebody is able to come to see me for that or I do intuitive counseling over the phone if somebody lives long distance or in another country. Um, my clientele, it, it, I do the same thing except I do it, I, I call it more of a spiritual work. You know, what I do is I see the energy fields that uh, of the person who's talking and most commonly what happens is we'll begin to talk about a specific thing going on in their life. Something is coming up to the surface. And so we'll talk about that, whether it be money, relationship, whatever it is that they feel they want to talk about at that moment. And as they're talking, I can see the energy uh, come through in ways that reveals openings, if you will, into other levels. And that's 
where I work, and that's the space that I work in. So it's more commonly called healing. I've been doing it since I was five years old. My grandfather has worked with me uh, with past life regressions since I was a child. And so traveling into other realms, other, other dream times, other dimensions, whatever you want to call them, has been very easy for me my entire life. In fact, every person that I do work with is, is a great gift, in fact. You know, it's, it reveals something that I perhaps didn't know before or didn't quite connect, or it, it relates to my own life in somehow. You know, we're all connected. So when we have a conversation with a close friend, or we have something, you know, something happen in our life, or we seem to come across somebody who helps to facilitate a shift. It can happen anywhere. It can happen with a conversation with somebody at the post office. It can happen by just, you know, whether you know the person or whether you don't know the person. Whether you're working in a healing setting or you're working in a client setting, um, I've ha- I've come from a business uh, background as well, quite extensive actually. And for years, I worked in real estate and finance, and I walked away from that career to pursue holistic healing full-time. And my clients, I have a full-time client base. Um, And every single one of them that I work with, I learn something from all the time. I am always being shown something. And spirit always has a way of bringing in the exact experiences that you need in order to keep moving (laughs) you know well (laughs) and you know hillary that i have very deep respect for the work that you do and i think one of the reasons that we click with the differences that we put out in the work that we're doing there's so much similarity in the sense that we each know the value of having one foot in the spiritual and one in the physical. And I think you drew some wonderful distinctions in terms of healing and coaching in the sense of your ability to see energy fields and looking for those openings. Certainly, we both create a space. We both look for openings. I tend more in the coaching framework to draw the client out and to get my cues from the client. Now, I know that you're doing that as well, but in healing, there's a deeper aspect to it where you can see things that the client themselves may not see. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very valuable. That's healing. A good po- yeah, that's a good point, Anne. And you know what it feels like to me? It feels like a, you know, healing is more of the being that you talked about earlier and the mm-hmm. more, more of the inner deep go right into the heart of the core issue, whereas coaching, coaching seems to be more of an outward doing action, and it's a good balance. So when you when you guys out there call in or send in questions for this particular show that I'll be doing monthly, what we're going to do is going to address your concerns, your questions, the things that you need help with moving forward with from both perspectives. Anne will be giving you her live coaching perspective, and I will be doing more of an energy on-site kind of healing thing. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. It's not really packaged. <laughs> It's, it's wonderful, though. I mean, it, it's, it's beautiful, beautiful work. <laughs> I have also found that, you know, you can never do the same thing with each person That's right. in healing work. Healing work tends to be more of a, okay, let's just see what transpires. There's, a, there's very little framework to it. 
and it's shown to me as we go there. And I imagine that coaching, there's a little more framework to it, correct? Right. And as I was training as a coach, one of the things, the dances I had to learn to dance, was to be able to draw the line when we were getting into, when I was with a client and getting into an area that was better dealt with with a healer. Because within the coaching, if you unveil something. You have to be ready to hold the space for this. But if you unveil something where someone finds a deep issue, perhaps with a parent or whatever, it's a huge detour for coaching to go deeply into that. And you're kind of getting off the mark. So you have to be ready to say, I hear you, and create a very safe place to suggest that perhaps that person work with a therapist or work with a healer and and deal with that issue. You don't want to ignore it in any way. I've worked frequently with clients who are in therapy at the same time that they're coaching, and there's a wonderful synergy for that. Somebody's working with a healer, and they're they're also doing the coaching. But but as a coach, you have to be able to see where you're treading into territory that you should not tread into because coaching and healing in certain ways are very different and you you have to take a lot of care with the lives of the people that come to you. That's a great point. That's a really great point because that's tr- that's so it happens quite often and anytime somebody's going into the I'm stuck, can't move, you know, it's it, it trans it transpires on so many different levels. You know, you have, you have, and I understand, I'm going to be talking about the energy body this month on my show on the 31st, and I'm going to be doing oh, an entire great. show on talking about the energy body and understanding the, the different energy aspects to it, the chakras. I'm going to be doing a basic energy body 101 show on July 31st. So anybody, if you're interested in understanding more of those levels, that would be a show for you to tune into. You know, and it's, um, it's always been a common theme when a lot of books out there on the subject too that the you know things manifest for us in in a variety of ways but they do manifest on other levels before they manifest physically so when something comes up in our life that we are stuck in you know the roots and the sources and if you if you imagine yourself weeding out a garden you know weeding out all of those little things that you know are keeping that from getting the amount of sunlight and the amount of you know just the amount of nutrients for that mm-hmm. to grow, there's a lot of ways of doing that. So whatever you're called to, however you're called to it, whether you're called to coaching, healing, traditional therapy, or a combination of all of it, it's, it's well worth the results. You want to talk, I would like for you to talk about, uh, you have a book that's been written called uh, Power Stories. I do. So would you like to share a little bit about what that's all about? I would love to. Um, and maybe... If it works on a future show, we could read a power story. They're very short, um, little mythical tales. And the way that power stories evolved is I had made a commitment to myself as I started writing that I was going to spend two hours a day at the computer writing. And I had been told by so many writers that that discipline was absolutely essential to developing yourself as a writer. So I had written a proposal and three chapters for a business book on power in the workplace. And I didn't have any more to write. I had been advised by agents and everyone that you don't need 
unlike fiction, you don't need to write the whole book because the publisher will have something to say about where they want that book to go. So you could just have to give them a representative slice of what the book is going to be. So I was sitting at my desk, and I said, well, you've got two hours. You can sit at your desk, and you can take a nap or whatever, but you're not getting up from this computer. And I just sat there. And I had worked before with the tool of writing a myth about your life or a situation you were you were involved in. And what it did was it was the ability to take yourself out of the situation and, and witness it in a different way. So if I had a client that was trying to make a decision, I might say, why don't you write a myth if they liked writing? Why don't you write a myth about the, a character having this dilemma? And it isn't about them necessarily. It's about maybe a tiger or a fairy or someone in a world that is unlike ours. So I was sitting at the computer saying, all right, I have two hours, and I thought, why don't I write a series of myths about personal power at work, which is something that is very important to me. People bringing their own uniqueness into their work, being confident and using their personal power as they proceed in their in their career. So I wrote the first one, and it was called Tommy and the Dragon, and it was about a man who was working in the government. He had loved his work, but in the last several years, there had been a lot of budget cuts and a lot of time crunches, and his work was not enjoyable anymore. And he was getting more stressed. It, he was taking it out on his family. He was wishing he could just play and have fun with his family and work with just a real millstone around his neck. And he had a dream one night. And in the dream, a dragon came to him and said, do you see that castle wall and the castle beyond it? Your family is waiting there, and happiness and fulfillment in your life is right on the other side of that wall. All you have to do is find a way to scale it. And Tommy said, oh, my, this is going to take me 10 years. I'm going to have to get a crane, and I'm go how am I ever going to do this? This is such a big undertaking. And then all of a sudden, he was feeling kind of down about it. He walked over to the castle wall, and he realized it was paper. And all he had to do was cut it and walk through, and he would be with his family. And the moral of that particular power story was that sometimes the obstacles you perceive are not as hard as you think they might be, and you need to be in movement. And a fulfilling life is right on the other side of the wall for you. It's within your grasp. So maybe we can read one of these power stories every month. I'd love to. I've got. <laughs> I've just got six of them right now. But you'd motivate me. I could write more. They're really <laughs> the the favorite things that I've written. And there's one. There are ones about women and men and the kind of situations that people get into in their work. In in fact, there's one Hillary that is called Priscilla's Gift, and I dedicated it to a mutual friend of ours, Jillian. Alexander, who passed on because that was her favorite power story. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. you should dedicate that show to her. That would be that would be very moving. We have to go to break. We are speaking with Ann Venino, author of Leadership on Trial: Lessons from the Apprentice. For more information about Ann's work or to schedule a private session with Ann, visit her website, MovingForward.net. We will be doing live coaching once a month. So if you have something you would like to call in with after the break. That phone number is 877-876-5227. We'll be right back after this break.
Well, I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> We're not going to break. <laughs> Is there usually music? I don't know. We're talking about live coaching. Today. Are we on the air? Uh, we are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things with live technology. <laughs> Um, I don't know what happened. Well, you know what we did, Hillary? We gave people a moment of silence. We gave people a moment of silence. Yeah. We did. And that's very important in life. (laughs) And I talk at great length about that. And so do you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for those of you, you you have to love humor in your life, and it's very important. We are talking with live coaching, about live coaching tonight, with founder of Moving Forward Coaching and consultant and author of Leadership on Trial, Lessons from the Apprentice and Venino. And after our moment of silence, it's nice to come back in with a smile. Um, you know, I think that's a, that's a really important point to make, whether we're coaching or doing healing work, is, is not to take life so seriously. And to remember to laugh and let go of, of our preconceived ideas of how things should be and let life flow like the river that it is. And, you know, that was a wonderful gift, that moment. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to remind people that not to forget that this and all my past shows are archived for your convenience right here on bbsradio.com. Be sure to visit my website for upcoming events. And if you'd like to schedule a reading with me, you can also find that information there as well. And also, as a reminder, my Equinox Initiation Tour to Egypt is now open for registration, and there is still room. So for more information, call 954-972-5891, and I hope you will join me. It's going to be a spectacular trip. You know, and one of the things that I think we should talk about, we have, you know, towards the end of our show here, uh, is your your book. I'd like to talk about the the book that you wrote, because you you did a really wonderful work about Donald Trump's show, The Apprentice, <laughs> and I'd like you to just talk a little bit, if you don't mind, about how, how you came about the idea of doing that and how that transpired. I'd love to, thanks. I, when I was speaking before about power stories, I said that I was writing a book about power at work, and I was writing a proposal, and I got that out, and I got some interest from agents, and things were moving along, and I was learning about writing. But nothing had really happened to it yet. And one of the things that I was really working on that I needed to work on was focus in my life. And I read in the New York Times that Donald Trump was doing a new reality show called The Apprentice, and it was about power at work. And that grabbed me because I don't think I would have watched it otherwise. And I watched the first show, and I was really hooked to it. And a little bit into the show, I was going up to San Francisco to a friend's 50th birthday party. And I was t- my husband and I were talking about the book and trying to sell it and whatever, and we, we were talking about The Apprentice because he had gotten into it as well. And he said, you know, you should write a book about The Apprentice. And my reaction was fierce. It was like, no, I can't do that. I have to keep my focus. I can't get involved in other things. And it's like Shakespeare's phrase of, he protested too much. I mean, it was definitely something that I needed to do, but I was resisting it. So I said, well, when we go up to the party, maybe I'll ask some people who's watching The Apprentice. And I went up, and a lot of the people I w- that we were with were lawyers and people in the business world. And I said, is anybody watching The Apprentice? And everybody was. And they started talking, and I said, well, my husband thinks that I should write a book about The Apprentice. And they said, I think that's a great idea. And they gave me a lot of 
ideas on how they might do it and what their opinions of the show were. But I was still resisting. And we were driving back from San Francisco, and I said, all right, I won't resist. And I drew out a quick table of contents. And then I said, I'll write a query letter, and if I get interest from agents, I'll move forward. And that just took me. And I, I wrote the book. I had written, it had taken me a while to write the chapters of the other book. And I sat down with very strong focus, and I wrote that book in six weeks. And it just came. Now, the book I had written before, the chapters I had written before, had um, had fueled some of the apprentice book. There were some of the same ideas in there, but I liked the show so much. And so what I did was about 5% of the book is about the show, but I used the lessons on leadership from the show, things like maintain balance or take risks or know when to join and when to lead or know the game or be yourself. Those were some of the lessons. And I used the apprentice, an apprentice situation as a jumping off point. I used the first season of The Apprentice. And then I gave my thoughts on it. And it was a, it was a wonderful exercise. And it's still alive. I wrote it in 2005. And just recently I was on a coaching radio show with one of the contestants from the first season that I had written about in my book and another from the second season and two other people on leadership. And we had a great conversation about insights on leadership that can be gained from The Apprentice. And the the show is still on and still going. So it was great. It showed me how to write a book. It formulated some of my thoughts, and it made me an author. How would somebody go about uh, what's the best way to contact you or buy your book? Do you have it available on your site? The best way is to go on the site. You can go right on the site. You can go to the name of the book is Leadership on Trial, Lessons from the Apprentice, and you can go to leadershipontrial.com, all written out, or you can go to movingforward.net and on the homepage click Products and order Wouldn't it Wouldn't it be great to get Donald, Donald's opinion on the book? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. I wonder if I might get that. I do say on the book that it wasn't authorized by Donald Trump or NBC, but um, being on the show with Troy McLean from the first season, I wonder if maybe now word will spread. And I got a very good feature article after the book was published uh, in a local New York. I come from uh, New York City in a local New York City paper in their business section, front page of their business section. And I wondered if someone might have seen that. But I'm I'm hoping it'll get to him at some time. But I'm not necessarily going to wave it in his face. <laughs> but I think that the show provides a wonderful opportunity to, for people to look at leadership and how people function in the workplace. And one of the things I did in the book was I gave formats for doing case studies on every episode of The Apprentice, looking and saying, what can I learn about business from this particular episode, how the teams are interacting, what, how they're approaching their tasks. So you can really make The Apprentice a business case study. Mm, that's interesting. You know, it's almost like you're, do you do. You find yourself because you do. You read the energy of the of the people that are interacting on the specific episodes. I know you do healing work. Yes, I do. I know you do healing work. I love that and work. I know that you're, <laughs> you're out there as a as a corporate and and personal tr- uh, coach. Um, but you know, I I don't. I, have you ever watched the show The Dog Whisperer? No, I know of it, but well, I haven't. You need to seen watch it. it. You need to watch it. I fact, will. I've heard about it heard about it, heard about it, never watched it, and one day I was watching it and I got caught into it, and it's so interesting the way he reads the energetics of the dogs, 
and how he can tell just from observing the interaction between the owners and the dogs how what's going on and how he reads. I swear he's a shaman. I know he is. I'm going to definitely <laughs> watch it. If you need to catch it. But I'm curious to know if that's the same kind of, uh, well, energetic, if you will, that you, that you put in when you watched those episodes of, because we, we all interact with each other energetically, so and at the workplace is no different. And so I've always been fascinated by your, your teachings and talk on how to navigate the, the workplace, because many people have issues with, with their jobs, with their workplace, with getting along with coworkers, and sometimes it's not so pleasant. I mean, we've all been there at some time in our life. So... You know, I'm just curious if you have any comments on that. Well, we wrap up our hour. You know, maybe we can end with a little discussion about that. And, uh, you know, next month we'll have some questions for you to answer, hopefully. That will be great. <laughs> I'll look forward to that. And we know we're going to be together for a while, so yes. we can let it grow. I, you're, you're absolutely right on point. I think one of the most important things in functioning well in the workplace, and when I speak of personal power at work, this is what I'm talking about, is understanding energy. Not that everybody in the workplace needs to become a healer or to be at the level of someone like you, Hillary, but you have to understand emotions, you have to understand energy, and you have to watch what's going on underneath the words and underneath the situation. And I think as much effort should go into the physical aspect of doing your work as to understanding the workplace. You have to know where you are you have to understand the people. You may not delve into what happened to them in their childhood, but you have to see what motivates them, what makes them angry, how can you work best with them so that you can get your work done. And I have found that observation, which you were mentioning, observing the workplace is an incredibly powerful tool. I have found without exception that if I work with a client and they have a difficult situation at work, if I suggest to them that in the next week they observe that situation carefully and we might talk about what they're going to observe or identify some questions that they may want to answer, that a significant shift has occurred by the next time that we talk. And it's a different kind of observation than you might do or the dog whisperer may do, but it's still observation. And they might see a, a person's body language or they might say, you know, I never realized it before because that person annoyed me so much that actually they're coming from a place of insecurity or actually they have a very different view of the world than I do. And at that level, that will help them interact better in teams, understand their bosses. And another thing is they have to be on the same page as your workplace to the extent that if you're in a culture that has certain values and they match your values, you're going to fail. They don't match your values. You've got to really look at it and say, should I really be here? But we don't look at that, and people have these disjoints, and they want their workplace to change for them, and it's not going to change, and oh, they get frustration. That's, that's, a, that's a great point. You know, um, I see that a lot, too, is in not only with, with the workplace, but also with relationships. That's a big relationship one in general, uh, particularly intimate relationships about, you know, seeing things in other people and you're hoping that they're going to change to match your beliefs or your mindset or where you are. And it, that's a very, very common common cause of 
issues in relationships as well, not only if you're working in a healing setting, but I imagine as well as in a coaching setting. So, you know, to, to kind of wrap up, I know we're heading into the last few minutes of our show. Um, you know, what what would you like to, to leave off? I know it's the first show together. Um, we're going to be doing this once a month. I'm hoping that we'll have some calls and we'll have some people come on. It's really an amazing thing, folks, if you talk to Anne in person and let her ask you a couple questions. It's amazing the effectiveness of the questions and how they pry open ways out of situations that seem to be, if you seem to be stuck in. Whatever it is, whether it's career-oriented, we're not going to go into the heart of your childhood. That's right. <laughs> if you would like to, you can have a session with me. That's right. <laughs> and I can certainly help facilitate that because that's what I do. But if you'd like to just get some simple, clear, perhaps suggestions on ways of moving out things, you don't have to go too deep. This is quick live coaching, a couple minutes, you know, and uh, it's something that's very effective. And you can, of course, follow up after your live coaching session and either email Ann or I and talk about how that has shift, shifted whatever situation you're working on. And, of course, you're welcome to call in again for a future show and share that with everybody else because, again, like we talked about before, you know, when you talk about your situations, your story per se, you really do help other people heal. You help other people with their particular situations, even though they may not be specifically the same, there's always some similarities that we can learn from each other. You know, we're here to learn from each other. We're here to assist in some way. Ultimately, healing is about you, and it's your responsibility to heal the things in your life and situations that keep popping up on a regular basis perhaps might be a clue to go into a little deeper of an area in your life or a more of a core issue. Uh, and it can be considered psychological, but, you know, I think the difference, too, between working with traditional psychology, I have a traditional psychology background, but with the difference between the healing work that I do and the psychological training that I've had is that we're not talking about diagnoses, we're not talking about, you know, I let go of all of it and spirit comes in, the spiritual aspect that comes in for the healing work. Um, you know, so give it a shot. Send us an email. You know, call us when we do these shows. I will be marking, I'll make sure I post the dates for all of our future shows with Anne. And we are also do. I am also going to be doing a monthly show on astrology with Mary Lamondo, which we had last week. So if you missed that, you may want to go back into my archives and listen to that show. It was phenomenal. And we will be taking the look at the astrological aspects for the month and with Anne, we will be talking about the coaching aspects and moving forward and, and understanding the connections of things that seem to be un, unrelated in our life and how, you know, how we can perhaps see and change our perspective. You know, going into this kind of work can take you into a lot of places that perhaps are uncomfortable at first, but once you've realized that they're a gift, like our moment of silence, <laughs> it does begin to shift, and that shift on you know whatever level. And I, I really, I really want to stress that this is this. I'm making this available to all of you out there for a very important reason, and that's for your own healing and for your own shift and for your own path and whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you need help with, whether it's a big or little thing, we're here for you. Um, and, you know, you also have a monthly column. I do, called Coaching Corner. 
Do you want to talk a little bit about that in the last few minutes and just tell people where they can sign up for that? Yes, I'd love to. I have written for about six years a local newspaper column called Coaching Corner, which helps people move towards fulfilling lives. And I, w- I take a subject like energy perhaps or I can look at balance or fun or time, and I write a few words on the issue. I talk about how people deal with the issue, and I give a recommendation for action to move forward. And on my website, www.movingforward.net, you can go to the homepage and click on products and click on Coaching Corner. And what it does is it gives you a moment every week to look at an aspect of your life. And I get a lot of feedback that when my weekly columns come, they were perfect for the situation and that magic that we both know, Hillary. It comes at the right time. And I'd love to have you subscribe to that, and you can do it on my website. And I'm looking forward to to the live coaching. We promise a safe space, and I think once you start experiencing it and hearing others experience it, you're going to see the power of it. Absolutely. So if you have something that you would like to send me by email, again, you're welcome to do that. And I very much welcome your feedback on the show. And if there's something that you would like to hear, please know that you are very much welcome to submit that as well. Um, And we're going to be following up with people, like I said before, who do inquire about a live coaching or a particular issue, and you are welcome to submit that as well. And while we wrap it up, Anne, I'd like to say thank you very much for joining us. It was wonderful to have you, and I'm sure all the listeners enjoyed all the information that you gave us as well. So thank you very much for being here, and I look forward to next month. (laughs) I do too, Hillary. Thank you. And the date will be posted on my homepage right here on bbsradio.com. And in closing, everybody, I would like to say that ultimately we are responsible for healing our own lives. Now and then we may need help to see what it is at the core of being stuck in moving forward. Asking for help is a big lesson and often can make one feel vulnerable. Ultimately, asking for help creates a shift in and of itself. Coaching is a venue for healing, shifting your awareness to another level to see perhaps where movement is needed. However, healing, you know, manifests in our life. It is important that we embrace it no matter how it manifests in our life. One of my greatest teachers always said to me, our greatest weakness often is our greatest strength disguised. Until next time, everyone, I send you all love and light. Live well. Namaste. I'm Hilary Ramo. I want to personally invite you to join me in Egypt for my Equinox Initiation Tour. Come with me and walk the sands of the ancient Egyptians. Explore the temples of the Mystery Schools. Celebrate the origins of life as we sail the Nile. I personally invite you to walk the sands of our ancestors in a ceremonial and sacred way, surrounded by fellow kindred spirits from around the world on a -a once-in-a-lifetime journey. Travel with me to Egypt and reawaken to your true self. 
Give yourself the gift of something truly extraordinary. For more information on how to join Hillary on her Equinox Initiation Tour, please go to www.hillaryramo.com. I truly hope you will consider joining me. Call today, 518-376-2503. 